0: So hello, Smita. Um, it's so good to talk to you again and also to catch up about what's going on um, in Hong Kong. And I know you were recently in the UK, um, the last we had contact. So I was really keen to hear about how things have been going and also about your experiences whilst you were here in, in London and also uh, about, a bit about the pandemic in Hong Kong.
1: Hi, uh, thank you so much for reaching out. Uh, you have been one of our initial contributors for GlobalIndianStories.com and um, I think we all share, both you and I share a similar platform of, uh, you know, gathering stories and um, uh, reaching out to people who would read it to get inspiration, to get some kind of benefit from it. So uh, to introduce myself, I'm actually a, a, a multicultural uh, journalist. I'm a writer. And I also make films. I'm based out of Hong Kong, London, and India. Maybe not in that order, London, Hong Kong, and India. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. so Global Indian Stories is basically my brainchild. It's a, it's a platform, a web magazine that I created to help people share their stories and kind of get published. Um, and I've been fortunate enough to get featured in BBC. Um, BBC London Radio and in RTH in Hong Kong. Um, so I was recently in London less than two and a half weeks back and I was traveling with my two daughters. They were they are aged 11 and 10. Now um, I wanted to share an incident which is also part of a story that I've done. Um, it's called you know coronavirus beware of the fear and it is it talks about the experiences that my younger daughter 10, faced when, when we were in London. So, you know, it, it, what happens is that when we were in London, we, I went through a story, and it was about, um, it was on the CNN website where, you know, a 23-year-old Singapore man of Chinese ethnicity he was assaulted in London, and uh, one of the attackers actually told him that, I don't want your coronavirus in the country, hmm. and we got beaten up, right? and at that time, it seemed quite a horrific story. But um, I figured that it was not a one-off case, actually. Hmm. So you know, the fear of the virus has seen has has, has spread quite a lot. In fact, it's it spread far faster than the actual contagion itself. So when when my daughter landed in in London, she contacted some of her friends, okay, and. Uh, what she did was uh, she wanted to catch up with one of her friends and then uh, she uh, went and spoke to her mom and she said you know I'll give her a surprise we'll do everything and then she said okay fine how long you know and then this whole concept of um, how to plan on the surprise happened and then she came and told me that you know she was very excited to meet her mom so um, her mom actually picked up my daughter and uh, when when she was driving back she she started the conversation like, aren't you from Hong Kong where they, where they have this virus thing so uh, Shriya kind of understood that uh, my daughter's name is Shriya she kind of understood that she wasn't well informed so she said oh yes um, you know it, it is called the coronavirus or the COVID-19 mm. and then the lady just stopped the car and she said uh, uh, you know you, you have infection I can't take you home so Shreya Gandhi said that you know actually they've checked us at the Hong Kong airport before we boarded the flight, and then we've also got checked in London. So if we had the virus, we wouldn't have been let inside London. So I'm okay, you know. And she just stopped the car, and she frantically started calling her husband. And uh, Shreya started panicking because uh, she was she got a little worried because that was not the kind of aggression that she's used to seeing from her best friend's mom. Hmm. And um, so she said, you know, I'm healthy, I'm healthy. I'm not a virus. I'm I'm, I'm healthy, you know. And then she said, none of my friends have it in Hong Kong. Nobody I know has it too. You know, can I please just meet my friend? And, uh, but, you know, the fear had obviously set in by that time. And what the lady did was she told my daughter to just get out of the car in the middle of the road. And uh, at that point, it was a rainy day. So, and in in Shriya's excitement, she didn't even bother to charge her phone. And mm-hmm. she just had about, you know, 2% battery. Mm-hmm. I think it was, firstly, a pretty inhuman thing to do. Yeah. It was also unlawful. Yeah. That as an adult who took the child from me, was actually mm-hmm. leaving her in the middle of the road without even bothering to give me a phone call. And then uh, she... Got scared, um, and then what she did was she just called me, and she said, you know, she was very panic stricken. She had two percent charge on her phone, and she just called me and she said, you know, I, I've, I've been, I'm just in the middle of the road, and uh, this is where I'm standing in front of a house. This is the number of the house. Can you please come and get me? Hmm. And uh, and then the lady just drove off, and she was. I just told her, I said, it's raining. If you can find a shade, just stand there and send me a picture on your WhatsApp of of the, you know, building you're in front of. And I told her, don't panic. But my point was, mm. you know, it, it, is, it is such a... It, the fear of the virus leads a person to do something as erratic as that. Mm. She doesn't have fever. She's a healthy child. And, you know, it, it is... She kind of explained it to the person that I have been tested, I have been checked. And all this stories about people attacking people for absolutely random reasons like they look like Chinese or they've come from a, from a Hong Kong, which is a separate island altogether. And it, is, it has recorded the lowest number of virus, uh, coronavirus cases because the government took very, very strict measures to contain it. Mm. But these things have, did not really matter to her when she did something as horrific as just leaving the child out in the middle of the road. And, you know, driving off, calling her a virus, and she didn't even know what the virus was called. So, you know, ultimately, the whole idea is when a pandemic like this happens, it's so important for us to actually, you know, minimize this fear, think rationally, be human. You know, it's so important to be human. Even if she had the virus, she could have just spared five minutes and given me a call. She could have waited in the car, made her stand out of the car. She was so worried. And, you know, just waited for me to reach there instead of just, you know, leaving her like she was an infected person. And it is stranger because it was probably a discussion that she had with her husband in a language that Shriya couldn't follow because it was an East European language. And and then, you know, the whole irrationality behind this whole... um, Uh, this pure and this irrationality behind I'm sorry I'm getting emotional Mm. which is why I'm mumbling my my words but Mm. it it is something really, really strange and then I see people getting attacked for no rhyme or reason I feel
0: it's important that we try and curb this and stay, you know I'm really, no, you know, I'm really shocked and saddened to hear what happened to Shreya. And Shreya is only eleven, is it? And for her to no, go she's through, 10. she's ten, she's and for 10. her to go. Yes. Through something like this in, in 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 England, where she's, you know, she's she used to live in England, then you then you've travelled back to Hong Kong, and for her to experience this um, from someone that she knows, I think it was really as you said, the you, words you put it in was it's so humane, and I think it sounds like the parent behaved in quite an irrational way, and I think what comes out of this is what we've been talking about. So from the outset, I've been talking about nine or nine weeks um, on coronavirus various hospital channels in the UK and we had spoken about xenophobia very early on and we had spoken about chronophobia and chronophobia so if we touch on xenophobia I think this is clearly a case of xenophobia and chronophobia, what you've just explained and I think um, you're right you know, you know, she should have behaved in a more rational way and also, uh, you know, taken time out to actually make sure Shreya was safe and discussing with you before actually, actually she shouldn't never have left her in the first place. And I must say, I'm really sorry to hear that Shreya was put in such a position where she was left on her own to wait for you in the rain, um, you know, and to, being a child of only 10 years old, um, that was really, really unfortunate. Um, but I'm glad that, you know, you managed the situation as best as you could. And I hope, how is Shreya feeling from from this but she was actually quite
1: shaken and it kind of kept, you know, scarred her for a very long time because she is a very emotional child and you can understand her excitement because she was planning a surprise for her friend and uh, and, and the fact that she's... she's sensitive and emotional, but she's also a very um, practical person. So she had actually explained the whole thing to her. Hmm. She had told her that, you know, we've been tested and not everyone coming from... Uh, Hong Kong has it, and you know no one that I know in my circle because the the government is very has been very strong. Um, now the sad thing is the lady didn't even know the name of the virus. So <laughs> I mean, I feel bad about it. You know, yeah, the virus thing. It, it, you know, Hong Kong has that virus thing, and then she said, yes, it's the coronavirus, COVID nineteen. So she she was kind of in control for a while till. You just, you know, got her out of the car. When, know, when was this, Mehta? When did this occur? This occurred last month, actually. Hmm. Because we, we travelled back um, uh, about two, three weeks back. So this happened last month.
0: Yeah, Uh, so in March, and that's surprising because we were already in the pandemic, and that's surprising that she herself didn't even know about it, and that just goes to show you, had she the knowledge and had she been keeping updated with what was going on in the media, she would have realized, and also... That you must have had conversations with her prior to, you know, arranging for Freya to go with her. So, I mean, she could have asked you at any point, you know, you, I know you've come from 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 another country, um, and she could have actually had that adult conversation with you, as opposed to just leaving. I mean, I, I would have understood if it was an adult that she had done it to. I mean, even then too, I don't think that would have been right. But to do it to a 10-year-old Hi. child, I'm really, really, you know, really saddened to hear it. And. She shocked that the the sad thing is that she took
1: uh i handed over shriya to her yes and she picked her up in her car which is what (laughs) surprised me more that she was aware and you know prior to my dropping off shriya at a point from which she picked her up she was uh, you know she has been talking to shriya and planning out the the whole surprise and everything and she probably didn't think through at that point and also I think her conversation with her husband is what, what she uh, what Shriya told me that she picked up the phone and she called up and she made a phone call and which she couldn't follow but she did seem a lot more agitated so what happens is when you know when the partner or whoever she spoke to uh, must have instilled more fear in her saying that oh what are you doing you know you're uh, you just shouldn't be I know it's important to be careful yeah. it's important to be careful And but the point is this whole fear shouldn't be to the proportion where you act unlawfully. Now, today, if something had happened to Shreya, it, it you know, it would have... She would have been in a pretty bad... I would have charged her for just leaving my child unattended because mm. I handed her, my, uh, you know, child to another adult. Yes. And it was decided that we were going to pick her up in the evening. Yes. And... Uh, and within the next ten minutes, something like this takes place, and something like people just become irrational and erratic is is what
0: um, I think the whole uh, you know this is what I think should just be stopped. And yes, I think very early on when I spoke on radio, we spoke about xenophobia. Yeah, it started already in January where people in in London were being um, targeted and there were racist attacks and I even saw it um, in the for uh, the families and the school where my daughters are. So and I had spoken about it on hospital radio Bedford with a Poco Pari. and he also um, spoke about um, and him and another radio presenter spoke about their experience even in the tube stations in London where when they were surrounded by Chinese people. Or anyone that looked foreign, um, people actually moved away from them because of the xenophobia and this racism. And as you said, you heard about people being assaulted. So very early on, and, yeah, they, yeah. and they were speaking about it because of the lack of knowledge of the coronavirus. It's a Chinese virus. So if you're foreign, if you look anything Chinese, um, and if you come from that place, then you've got it, which is actually, it's misinformation. It's, it's unlawful. It's inhumane. It's against human rights to be racist towards um any one um ethnicity um and also if people are educated they'd understand that that's not the way you would get it you know you would get it if you know that person's got symptoms or if they've traveled from a high-risk country and also if you're in very close proximity with them so your daughter clearly was not Mm -hmm. showing any of that and also you yourself when you spoke to her when you handed Trey over you would have she could have asked you those questions if she had the knowledge and if she had that understanding and if she really was Mm -hmm. concerned and just on the other point can I just say Smita the other one is a fear that's what you said so coronaphobia is where there's, there's this intense fear anxiety and panic when the pandemic started because obviously we all are now worried about because we know about this contagion this contagious um coronavirus that people are getting and that about 3.4% that are dying and we know we've got up to date over 2.3 million cases worldwide and over 100,000 people that have died globally so I think it, it, people are concerned about it so I do understand that but if we look there's a diagram of the psychology of uh, the pandemic and initially we all are in this phase of this um, the fear and then the next one Why? is the learning and the growth phase. So I think probably okay. when, when this happened, it, uh, I assume if it was in March, that was when we were in the panic phase. So that was the fear phase where everyone was quite um, aware that there was this virus, there was something going on and that we were in a pandemic so I think, um, I've done an article actually which came out um, on the 10th of April in the Asian Journal of Psychiatry um, and I did that mm-hmm. with Dr. Ahmed, uh, he's in from Kuwait Dr. Dr. Ahmed Nagi and BB mm-hmm. um, and it's it's about, the, the title is about uh, Coronaphobia and chronophobia: a Psychiatric Perspective so it is interesting because, um, you know, that's what we discuss. We discuss about the panic, the fear and the anxiety, which is actually very real. But at the same time, I think what we need to understand is that we need to be take it in context and also behave rationally about it. Yes, we're all going to have that fear and panic. But the only way in which we can actually prevent this is by being educated, having that awareness of what coronavirus is and how you can actually get it and then prevent yourself yeah. from getting it. So I think her, the, the person that you spoke about did definitely behave irrationally. Uh, I'm really, yes, much, I'm, know, yeah, very irrational, I'm, very I'm, inhumane. I'm, 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 and actually it was unbelievable what she did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, being no, no, a mum myself, I've be, got be, yeah, be. I've got three children as well. I've got my Shreya, right. is thirteen. Uh-huh. Uh, Aryan is eleven, and uh, Sit- Sitara is uh, is ten. So um, uh-huh. you know, even for myself, I'd be very concerned if I was put in a position like that because of you know my my I was in contact with someone with coronavirus or I had travelled from a country and if any of the parents here treated my child that, that I'd be very concerned, very hurt and also I, I would think that that was very unlawful because I myself I'm sure you as well, Smita would never do that to anyone
1: Yeah, I feel uh, how we, our actions will actually define us for the generations to come, so you know I in the sense that, you know, if this is how we are going to deal with the virus or with the, with the pandemic. It's just going to, you know, our actions are just going to define what we are going to be, you know, going ahead. Because if you're going to be unlawful, if you're going to be unrational, irrational, if you're going to be unsympathetic and inhuman, this is one way of looking at it. And the other way, a hospital or just you know waited for
0: car, she could have taken time out um, and she could have called you and discussed it and then decided to wait Mm -hmm. for you to come and pick Shreya up, which would have been right because she she had never physically been in contact with Shreya. The way in which you get the virus is if you are hugging someone, if you are in contact with someone who has it or if you touch surfaces that that person has touched. You can get it if you are in in a proximity of less than two meters and if that person is coughing and displaying any symptoms you can get it um and you can get oh, it obviously if you're not using any protective gear for example if you are not uh-huh. wearing a mask or gloves so i mean for her if she was in a car with shreya she would have been about a few uh, about a meter distance from shreya she wouldn't have been in close but proximity yeah shreya. Shreya. my daughter is shreya, shreya yeah so she would have been <laughs> yeah yours yeah. The, the is shreya minus shreya oh but the she same Shreya, yes, yeah, no, Shreya, oh, sorry, yeah. so yeah, she would have been in close proximity <laughs> with Shreya, wouldn't she, she wouldn't have been in such close yeah. flux- proximities and she never physically touched her, so I think, yeah. really, she did behave quite irrationally, she couldn't have got it from Shreya, and had she waited, you know, my experience as a doctor, and having spoken about coronavirus, and studied it quite a lot, she wouldn't have, even if Shreya, you know, if there was anything, she wouldn't have, it from Shreya just from just being in the car with her and waiting mm-hmm. so she could have waited so I just wanted to highlight that point that and again like to to say like what you're trying to say is about oh, every action matters and how we treat people and how we decide to react in the situation I mean we all are scared about the pandemic we all are concerned but I feel and what what has helped me is that educating people about it and you know and being in being willing to learn and grow during this phase because I feel the more and more we have knowledge. You know, Nelson Mandela always said, knowledge is power. And I think the more knowledge we have and the more knowledge we're able to impart to others, the better it is for everyone else because then they can feel more able to be equal to be equipped with the skills and knowledge to cope with the pandemic that we are in. Because if we don't have the knowledge about what it is and how to treat it and how to prevent it, then we wouldn't know how to behave and, and act in situations like this. And therefore, we we are seeing people that are um, displaying symptoms of coronaphobia and also xenophobia, which is really, really unnecessary and inhumane. Absolutely. Absolutely. I completely agree with you.
1: Yeah. And um, which is why I've also kind of uh, started a series called Lockdown Diaries in in the web scene. And it is about positive stories and how we can actually, you know, fight our fears and actually reach out to people, uh, especially in countries where, you know, you you need uh, help. I mean, there's this huge, sizable, marginalized population that gets terribly affected by lockdowns and you know daily wage earners who can't really sustain themselves if there's a lockdown for weeks on end uh, so i think it's more important that we stay positive we donate for causes. we try and help out the vulnerable instead of fearing and fearing and you know building up a kind of negative aura around you that kind of just wants to look at a person and and just you know It doesn't do you any help. It doesn't do the society any help. And it's just...
0: into a positive experience. And, you know, Dr. Tedros from the World Health Organization has said that he's Mm -hmm. never seen such solidarity and global unity that has come out of the pandemic, which is true because now we're seeing people globally are connecting. Look at us even you know, you in in Hong Kong and I'm in the UK and we're still able to connect and we, we're sharing a similarity because we are all going through this together and I think what you are saying is that we can actually, yes, what are we going to tell the next generation? You know, what have what did we do during this pandemic and you yourself have turned, you know, you had quite a negative experience but and you also now, you know, sharing uh, some really positive stories um, globally. I don't know if you want to share any of those um, lock down diaries which are on global um, Indian Times